a new heaven, a new earth. We long for him to come, and we long to gather more believers for when such a time comes. Does God give us signs or clues to this time? Does he reveal things to us if we are willing to look? What might we be missing? Listen as we continue along with Pastor Dave Roberts in the fourth episode of The End Times. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. My name's Dave Roberts. I pastor Grace Bible Church in Georgetown, Texas. Before I get into today's material, I just want to say this about how I look at this podcast. This is a platform which I am using to share some thoughts about different subjects. Our current subject is the end times biblical prophecy. Some of what I share here is my opinion, or it may even be informed speculation. This is different than what I do on Sundays when I preach the authoritative Word of God. There may be things on this podcast of which you disagree, but hopefully what I share will make you think, maybe even prod you to go to God's Word to see how He may speak to you. As I said, we are currently in a series focused on the end times and the return of Christ. If you've listened to the other podcasts in the series, you will know that I'm a Believer in a pre-tribulation rapture where all believers in Christ are taken out of the world, setting the stage for the rise of the Antichrist and the seven-year Great Tribulation. At the end of those seven years, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to earth to put an end to the rule of the Antichrist to lock up Satan for a thousand years. During that millennium, Jesus will reign as king of the earth, and those of us who had been raptured will live with him in our new glorified eternal bodies. Following those thousand years, Satan will be loosed one more time, and there will be a short final war forever separating Satan from God's people. Yes, he will be defeated once again. There will be a new heaven, a new earth, where all believers in Christ will live with him forever and ever. It's exciting to think that we may be living in the times when all this happens. I mean, do you think we are? Does God want us completely in the dark as to the timing, or are there clues he's given which he reveals to those who are looking for them? What I want to talk to you about today is something that uh, I was never exposed to growing up, and I've spent my whole life in the church. When I first began to study this, If I'm really honest, I was quite skeptical, and I even discounted much of what I discovered. But the more I've looked into this, and the more I think through a biblical, historical Jewish lens, the more I've come to think there really is something to this. What I'm talking about is um, the way God communicates through celestial signs. He created the sun, moon, and stars in order that he may use them to communicate with us. I know you may be skeptical, perhaps, and maybe even think I'm out in left field a little bit, but I encourage you, just give this a listen. See if God reveals something to you. At least maybe rattles your thinking a little bit. Well, I'm going to start in the first chapter of the Bible. We read this in Genesis 1, verse 14. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons 
and for days and years. This is day four of the creation story, and God creates the sun, moon, and stars. But the verse says there is a reason for the celestial bodies. They were to be for signs and for seasons. So let me just take a a, a brief uh, Hebrew look at those two words. The Hebrew word for signs is ot and means a signal or, or a beacon. It can even mean an omen or, or, or something bad is about to happen. Hold that thought for a minute. The word season is the word moed. Now that word may sound a little bit familiar to you because it's one of the most famous Hebrew words. It's the same word used in Leviticus when describing the seven feasts, moed, of the Lord. So think about that. How is the same word used for feasts in the Jewish feasts and the same word of stars in the sky? Well, it's because the word moed simply means appointed time. The Jewish feasts are the appointed times of the Lord. Jesus died on Passover feast, rose on first fruits feast, ascended on Shavuot. The fall feasts are the appointed times of his second coming. Anyway, in Genesis, it is saying that the sun, moon, and stars will declare the appointed times of the Lord. They are a signal, a beacon of the appointed times. He will use them in ways to communicate. I mean, just think of the biblical example of the wise men and the birth of Jesus. They were told to what? Follow the star. When Jesus was speaking with his disciples about the end of times, he says this in Luke 21, 25. There will be signs in sun and moon and stars. And on the earth, dismay among nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. So even Jesus emphasizes the point that God will use the heavens to declare his purposes. We know that when Jesus died on the cross, the moon was turned blood red. The sun didn't shine. I've always wondered, was that a miraculous event or was that an actual eclipse of the sun? So with that as some background, let me highlight a few things we notice in the heavens today. Let me start with the blood moons associated with Jewish feast days. A blood moon is a total lunar eclipse which makes the moon appear, well, blood red. In 2014, there was a blood moon on the day of Passover, the first Jewish feast, and there was one on Sukkot, the final Jewish feast of that same year. The next year, 2015, repeated the same thing, eclipse on Passover and Sukkot. This is called a tetrad or a series of four lunar eclipses. I looked up how often there is a lunar eclipse anywhere in the world, and Space.com says the average is one every two and a half years. So the likelihood that you would have them on these Jewish feast days, four in consecutive years, is astronomically low. This tetrad on Jewish feast days has occurred at other times in history, and it's always in conjunction with Jewish events. It happened in 1492 and 93, which is when the Jews were expelled from Spain, which is still the largest mass migration in Jewish history. It happened in 49 and 50, 1949 and 1950, the years where the nation of Israel was being formed in its homeland. 
It occurred again just a few years later in 67 and 68 when Israel fought the war that gave them back Jerusalem. Just think about that. 1492, then not again until 1949, and then just, what, what is that, 17 years later it happens again. God is communicating through the sun, moon, and stars. When these eclipses took place in 2014 and 15, I kept wondering, what do they mean in regard to Israel? Could they be warnings? And now that we're 10 years out from those, I wonder if they might have been a 10-year warning of 2024 being a significant year. The number 10 in biblical numerology means perfection, along with the number 7. Well, speaking of 7, that brings me to something that happened in 2017, seven years ago. Look at this verse in Revelation 12. A great sign, this is Revelation 12, 1 and 2. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And she was with child, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. This is often referred to as the Revelation 12 sign. On Rosh Hashanah 2017, that's September 23rd, 2017, Get this, the constellation Virgo, representing a woman, sat under the constellation Leo, which has nine stars, but at that particular moment, there were three planets of the solar system that had joined the constellation, making 12 stars on Virgo's head. The sun was under her head, and the moon was under her feet. Sounds a lot like Revelation 12. Well, get this, the planet Jupiter was in the area of her womb like a child, ready to be born. All of that occurred on September 23rd, 2017, Rosh Hashanah, and it had never occurred like that before in human history. Could it be a seven-year warning that Rosh Hashanah 2024 is a significant day in human history? Honestly, I try not to read too much into this, like declaring the day of the rapture or the start of the tribulation. But at the same time, all of these phenomena can't be shrugged off as, well, it's just coincidental. Two other quick things that, uh, well, may or may not have significance. In 1989, a man named Jack Child discovered an asteroid. And it was promptly named Child after its discoverer. What's interesting is that this asteroid has been in its little orbit. I think, the, I think I've read that it orbits every four hours. Year after year after year, it just makes this little, little orbit until last year, 2023. It broke out of its orbit. It began a new path. And by September of 2023, guess where it was? In the womb of Virgo, just like Jupiter had been in 2017. Hmm. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Also, in 2017, there was a total solar eclipse that crossed America from Oregon to South Carolina. You may remember that. It had its longest duration over southern Illinois. On April 8, 2024, just a few months from now, which is seven years after that 2017 eclipse, there's going to be another total solar eclipse 
it will enter the U.S. in southwest Texas, and it will cross and exit through Maine in the northeast. It will form a giant X with the 2017 eclipse, and the center of that X will be over southern Illinois in an area, get this, it's known as Little Egypt. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. This is also known as one of the highest earthquake areas because it sits right on the Madrid fault line. Hmm, eclipses seven years apart. Hmm, little Egypt. Oh, potential earthquakes. Makes one think God may be trying to tell us something. When you see what's going on in the world politically with a move towards globalism and cashless society... When you see the wars and the rumors of wars happening around the world and you see what's going on in Israel, you see what's going on in Ukraine, every day it seems like there's an escalation of some kind in the Middle East and other nations being drawn into it. And when you see signs in the heavens that really cannot be coincidental, it's hard to speculate that the end times, well, they're just far into the future. We're not in the end times. It's as if God is using a megaphone to speak to us of the eminence of his return. It is time to be ready for his coming. Do you know Jesus today? It's the only way to be ready. By knowing Jesus, I I, I don't mean, are you a Christian? I don't mean, do you go to church? Do you pray every day? Knowing Jesus is walking with him in a daily, moment-by-moment fellowship. It is turning away from that which is worldly. It is dying with him on the cross, having left the life controlled by sin and flesh and self, and now walking in the newness of his resurrected life. It is sharing in the divine nature of Christ, where you access his love and his power and his provision for your life. It's placing no confidence in yourself, but receiving everything from him. Do you know him? If you don't, or or maybe you're not sure. Maybe you think, I've done all the right things. I, I, I did what I thought was the right thing. I go to church, I do this and this. Do you know him? If you're not sure, call out to him right now. Tell him, Lord, I want to be ready for your return. I want to know you. Believe in him and him alone for your salvation. Turn away from the world. That's what the word repent means. It just means to turn. Turn away from the world. Turn to Jesus in this moment. Don't be one of those described in Matthew 7 that that they came to Jesus touting their, 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 their acts of ministry, the good things they had done. And Jesus just turns to them and said, but... I never knew you. A great day is coming. Be ready. Lift up your head, for your redemption is close at hand. Thanks for listening today. We do hope that you've enjoyed this episode today. If you'd like to learn more about Grace Bible Church in Georgetown, Texas, please visit us at gbcgt.org. Many blessings from our church family to yours.